Voice Live from CES is an official event within the greater CES program, where the world's top brand leaders will share insights about how they are engaging customers through voice-enabled devices in our homes, cars, hotels, and more. To learn more about how you can be a sponsor, speaker, or attend Voice Live from CES, visit voicesummit.ai slash CES. That's voicesummit.ai slash CES. Today, we're sharing with you the recent episode of Think Tank with Steve Adubato, where he interviews Pete Erickson, the CEO of Modev and the founder of Voice Summit, Dave Izbitsky, the chief evangelist of Alexa at Amazon, and Martine Vanderlee, the director of social media for KLM Royal Dutch Airlines. Listen into their discussion from this year's Voice Summit on all things voice. Hi, I'm Joel Bloom, president of New Jersey Institute of Technology. At NGIT, we believe that not only our students but all citizens need to be informed about the issues facing higher education. As New Jersey's Science and Technology University, NGIT is proud to support the important programming produced by the Caucus Educational Corporation and their partners in public television. Funding for this edition of Think Tank with Steve Adubato has been provided by NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology, Hackensack Meridian Health, PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. The Northward Center, the law firm of Gibbons PC, Wells Fargo, and by the New Jersey Education Association. Promotional support provided by New Jersey Globe and by New Jersey Monthly, the magazine of the Garden State, available at newsstands. I'm Steve Adubato, this is Think Tank, and behind me, something pretty amazing is going on. It's called the Voice Summit, but it's actually Voice Summit 2 here on the campus of NJIT. Last year we were here. It was exciting last year, but um, this year there are not only, not only more people here, but there's a lot more going on, more presentations, um, more panel discussions, more fascinating people, and that's what Think Tank is looking at. This whole question of voice technology, what is it? And more importantly, what does it mean to you? We have a great panel to break this down. We have Pete Erickson, joined us last year, CEO of Modev and the organizer of the Voice Summit. Thank you for joining us, Pete. Great to be here. David Izbitsky is chief evangelist at Amazon Alexa, a little company <laughs> that is very much involved in this in all seriousness. One of the sponsors? The sponsor. Yeah, yeah. We'll, and we'll also get into what an evangelist means. And finally, Martine... Vanderly is director of social media at KLM Royal Dutch Airlines. You made a big announcement today. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, break this down, Pete. We were here last year. You were great in sitting down and talking with us. This is bigger. Oh, it's yeah. more. There's more energy. Yes. There's a lot more going on. Why does it matter even more? What you're seeing is you're seeing a, an industry actually form before our eyes, and you're watching uh, the technology industry transform. We're moving from the era of tapping, swiping, and pinching into the era of conversational interaction, using our voice to do things where we used to look at a phone. Last year, things were building, momentum was building, there was a lot of interest, but this year, things have only gotten bigger, and 
Amazon, our friends over here, just had Prime Day, sold out of all their Echoes and Echo Dots. There is a huge demand for conversational assistance, huge demand for using these things in our cars. And what you see today are all the people that are building those skills, those actions, those capsules, whatever they're called, yep. those are being built here. By the way, you can tell this is being done live because there's all, signs, all kinds of audio, voice-related technology being tested out or uh, being demonstrated or displayed to folks here. So we're not stopping. We're just going right through. David, let's get this out of the way. Sure. Um, Chief Evangelist at Amazon Alexa, define it. Yeah, so it's inside the tech sector. The role of evangelist has been around a little over a decade. Uh, you see a lot in Silicon Valley. And it's basically, the whole idea is an educator or an advocate. When something new comes along, what does this actually mean? How do I use it? How do we make it better? And so I have one of those, and I've always had, now almost going on 15 years, these really interesting roles where I just go out, get to help people, explain what that new technology wave is, hear all anecdotal stories of how they're using it in their lives, and then going back to the developer and the engineering teams and all the computer scientists and saying, we need to do this better. We need to create this thing, and these are the impacts, and this is how it's moving forward. Why Amazon Alexa all in as a lead sponsor here? Why? Oh, uh, because is it we believe that voice is the next major disruption. Well, why do you have to use the word disruption? It's, <laughs> and, by the way, and it's a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break yeah. that down. So voice gives certain affordances that we've never had in technology before, in that we all learn to speak even before we can read and write. And I've never been part of a technology wave like this where my kids are as excited as my parents. They didn't have to learn anything. Like I see my dad, who my mom still prints out emails for him. He thinks like photos. Hold on, she's not um, the only one, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yet he pulls up songs from 40 years ago with Alexa. I'm not there, he's having conversations. And as a kid who grew up as that desktop wave of computers came, you know, Commodore and Apple, and then Microsoft came along, I was so excited and passionate about that, but yet I would go talk to my parents and they would say, well, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? And there's always been that divide, and we're finally at a point now, through machine learning, through cloud, and through things like natural language understanding, where Alexa can understand intention. It's not just the words you say. You say, play a song, you don't even remember how you asked for it but it's the intention of that song. That's what's got me excited. It's that inclusiveness that brings everybody you in. Know, you mentioned inclusiveness. Martin, let me ask you. The term access is being used a lot here at the Voice Summit. We're here at NJIT, the campus of NJIT. This is the second annual Voice Summit. Access. You know, David talks about making it available to folks. Is it accessible? Is the voice technology that is important to improve the quality of our lives? Loaded question, I know. Is it accessible to the people who need to have it be accessible? Well, it really depends on how you look at it. Um, for us, it's even one step, I would take one step even back to break down this question. So it's a question on how do we look at artificial intelligence? And Could you, I hate to do this. Could yeah. you define artificial intelligence for those who may just be hearing the term? So maybe in this context, uh, there are many different applications or ways to use artificial intelligence. Um, the way we use it for voice 
um, is uh, it's basically it's a way of uh, uh, training machines to become uh, uh, smart. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Um, and by understanding natural language. So using computers to understand what you're saying and give the best possible answer in return. So um, automating a conversation. And that is a, um, a really a completely different way of thinking, if, especially if you look at uh, how you do business or how you interact with, uh, with companies. Is so, excuse me, is social media a key part of this? Um, to some extent, definitely, because, um, uh, well, if you look at messaging, part of social media, so uh, Messenger, WhatsApp, uh, messages from Apple, um, a lot, a lot of these conversations can be automated by using artificial intelligence. Automated? Automated. The conversations? The conversations. You're talking to someone who lives and dies in interpersonal, face-to-face, sit across from the table, communication. Where are we in that? Where yeah, are human that's beings? That's exactly the big question. So how do humans and technology interact with each other? How do we make sure that we use AI in such a way that we take away those tasks where that are actually too mundane, too simple, where you don't want to be thinking about, that take a lot of time, um, but where you actually want to have the human touch to make the conversation better. So we want to make sure that humans can do their job as to, their, to the best of their ability and make sure that computers take away... Um, the, the simple stuff. And when we talk about access, that's of course the purpose of, of or one of the many purposes of this technology. Um, but uh, the big question before it is, what do you let humans do and what do you let computers do? Pete, jump back in here because uh, the, the term conversation is being used a lot. For those of you who watch our programming, whether it's Think Tank, one-on-one, State of Affairs, or listen to our podcast and radio broadcast, we live and die based on human face-to-face interaction. Is this voice summit, on some level, examining the question of how to replace human interaction and conversation with technology that makes it somehow more accessible, more efficient, more profitable? I I load it again, I know, but I'm I'm wondering where the human piece is. Yeah, Yeah, but the answer to that is no. We're not trying to replace humans. We're actually trying to enhance uh, the human experience and what we do and how we connect. And if you look at this conference, you'll see a lot on accessibility here and how this transformation of industry is actually making the world more accessible. Give us an example. Oh, gosh. So many. Uh, one, that, the one that people say we have the We have the Federation for the Blind here. Uh, and now, you know, they can use voice assistance now so effectively in their, in their daily lives. Wh- whether they're programming a computer or just trying to do things around the house or, or you know, in transportation or in their, in their headsets. There are actually headsets now that can guide people, blind people, around using voice interaction where they can talk to the cloud and make their way around and be told what they're looking at. It's so interesting because so many of the folks here, David, are entrepreneurs. They're involved in startups. So lots of folks listening and watching right now will be thinking, okay, the connection between voice and business, voice and entrepreneurism, voice technology and making money, fine. It's a capitalist country. But what I hear your colleague talking about, Pete says, this is voice for good. Using voice technology to make a difference in the quality of people's lives. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I would, uh, it, the way I would define AI too, is I'd almost flip it around a little bit and say intelligence amplified. 
Because so I not artificial, excuse me for interrupting. Yeah. The term historically has been, when I studied artificial intelligence yep. at another university um, here in New Jersey, it was about how machines could be smart. Right. This is a different conversation. The way that I define it, so you studied it. Yes. I think, what, this was if in the I 90s, went sorry, and I went, go ahead. no, 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 I studied it in the 90s here. Go ahead. Um, hey, by think, the way, you're a grad of? NJIT. Okay. Yep, right here. So the way I look at it, like I think people when they hear artificial, they think of it as general. Like there's gonna be a brain. There's just gonna be this robot walking around. Let's program and, it the right way. Yeah, and, and that's not what this is. What this is is about task completion. It's about having machine learning and understanding how to do things better. And what we were talking about before is one of the things we can do with that, with machine learning and deep neural networks, is to figure out how the phonetics and the sounds of speech work so that when you say something, a machine can understand. And that's really what's changed here. And so what Pete's talking about, the accessibility, what's amazing about it is the only way that we could interact with technology in our lives before was with a mouse or a keyboard or, I mean, I grew up in the generation where that 12 o'clock was flashing on the VCR, right? We didn't want, there was no affordances there. We, oh, it didn't matter who we were. We had to figure all of that out. And the human is the person that got left out in the dust, right? And so now the human is the one driving the conversation. I like to talk about like web and mobile. Think of that as Say highways, web and your mobile. So Go your ahead. phone. And you probably feel this way too. It's like guardrails. It's a highway. You know what you want when you open that mobile app but you've got to follow this highway and you got to go on the on-ramp. Oh, and this is, oh, this is the button so what I can go talk. to go off the, uh, off exactly. the ramp. You can't, right? Or the app crashes, or what do you do? You wind up saying, where's that number so I can just call someone. And that's always And fun. talk to another human being. And yeah. this is different. What this is about is getting back to that. In fact, I've been, I've been fortunate enough, I've been with the team since 2014. And just in that five years to see What's really shown through for me is, is people again. It's technology getting out of the way. Think of voice like what HTML is. It's just the vehicle that we're using to get to all these other things. So imagine a world where you can say, what's the weather outside? But then you could say things like, start my car. And for me, where I am in my life, it's how are my parents doing? And if they're not voice doing- out there because it's just spontaneous and it's natural and I don't have to figure out how to contact my parents, how to drop in or make a call or how my car works. As a human being, I have concerns and I have the ability to use speech to go ahead and interact in a way that's on my own terms in the moment. I wanna talk about Newark and NJIT and the Voice Summit in a second, but um, Martine, help us on this. Voice technology and social media. Is there a link? Oh, absolutely. Well, the way we look at social media is really about, uh, or the way we look at social today is not so much Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, uh, but it's having conversations uh, with each other on any kind of platform. So that could be indeed uh, with your, your friends uh, on Messenger. It could be on, uh, on Instagram, but we have the traditional social where you post a picture of what you're doing. We have the private channels like Messenger and we have new channels 
such as smart speakers that we are now exploring and discovering and to find out uh, how that works. And for us, it's really about this conversation, how to have the most valuable conversation with each other. And in the case of KLM, uh, when you have to talk with a brand, with a brand. Yeah. When we come back, I promise we're also going to talk about this question. Why Newark? Why the New Jersey Institute of Technology? Why are they here? And it's not just because David was a, is an alum here. There are other reasons as well. This is Think Tank. We'll be right back. To see more Think Tank with Steve Adubato programs and to listen to Think Tank with Steve Adubato, the podcast, visit us online at steveadubato.org. If you would like to express an opinion, email us at info at caucusnj.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PhD. And follow us on Twitter at Steve Adubato. Welcome back to uh, Think Tank. We're at the Voice Summit at NJIT in Newark. Isn't it amazing how the Voice Summit hat matches my tie? Total coincidence. <laughs> and it is also a coincidence. Maybe it's not. David, you graduated uh, from NJIT in 1998. Yes. You also just talked about the fact that you worked as well. It took you more than the four years. Yeah, yeah. Which is part of the equation of yeah. how hard uh, you've had to work to be where you are. You, you, you understand this as well, Pete, but what does it mean to have this voice summit? The largest in the... Largest in the world. In the world. Mm-hmm. Should have said that at the beginning. Being not just in Newark, but at your alma mater, NJIT, what does it mean? Yeah, for me, I... Uh, so I grew up in Jersey. I've always been on the, on the East Coast. And so 92 is when I was looking at colleges. And uh, I was like, NJIT, you know, what? It, and I started looking at the, the, the programs that they had going on and the scores to get in. And, uh, and when I came here, there was just this atmosphere. I, I talked a little about this in the keynote today. They were doing computer vision and machine learning back in 92. And what, really, what I really loved, I did information systems was that they were tied to the businesses around Newark. So the reason it took me uh, six years is that I, through a co-op program, started working with Johnson & Johnson. And I would work, and then I would take uh, courses at night. And so, and I've always been a firm believer in that, that, especially in technology. It's about getting your hands dirty, right? It's as much a trade as it is academic. And I feel like you learn about people and how organizations work while you're going to school, was when it a you richer have that. experience? Sorry, yeah. Fred, was it a richer experience? Oh yeah, it was. It was an incredible experience. In fact, uh, I wound up working <laughs> for Johnson Johnson right after uh, school. And so, this the NJIT has always been part of that community. It's always been part of New Jersey. Um, but the, coming back here, come on! I mean, the biggest. Pete just said it. The biggest in the world. That's yeah. got to be a thrill. Well, he can speak to that because I know he actually had bids from all over. Oh, did you know his the, connection? No, I did not. No, I kept it seriously. No, not here's, let me tell you the story. It's great. And I'll make it really quick. Go for it. So when we finally uh, had awarded Newark the, the place where this was going to be, and here at NGIT in this beautiful new lot well, of wellness and event center, well, it came down to four cities, uh, Newark, New York, Philly, and L.A. And, um, you know, it was very close. We were really, really close. It, it, was not, it was not easy. But we decided on Newark. And we were, going to, we were going to the press conference with the mayor. And I told David on my way to the press conference, because we weren't releasing this news yet. And I told him, I said, guess what? We selected Newark and we're hosting at NJIT. And he texted me right back and he said, I'm an alumni from NJIT. 
Yeah. You made the decision without knowing. Without knowing that yeah. he was an alumni here. And we had already selected him as our opening keynote. All so by coincidence. No yes. yeah. Just like, it was really cool. What do you think it means for this institution in this city? City I was born and raised in, many of us. We're growing up in Brick. Think about it. It's called Brick City. Yeah, right. It's the Voice Summit. Right, right. That's right. pretty interesting when you think about it. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I would tell you, it's 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 less about us and more about all the hard work that's happened here. You know, this is a Newark is a city in transformation. This 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 university is elevating and getting uh, recognized for that and coming up as one of the top you know universities in the country for engineering. So. The fact that we're here is a reflection of all the hard work that's gone on before us. And, you know, this is a natural thing to have happen then when all that hard work happens. So I, I'm excited for Newark and I'm excited for NGIT to see more events coming to town, more companies moving in, and just more and more innovation. For those of us who uh, do most of our work in and around Newark, um, we're partners with the public broadcasting system, the PBS uh, station in New Jersey, NJTV. We do virtually all of our productions out of there. So we're Newarkers. We appreciate and understand the history of this city. And probably even more the significance of this Voice Summit being right here. My question to you is, um, first of all, I don't believe you were born and raised in Newark. No, not at all. Okay, I just, it's an accent, it's a Jersey Maybe thing. Maybe the accent, yeah. You think you have a Jersey accent? No, not at all. Oh, just no, checking. the reason why not. <laughs> What's your sense of this city? The sense, uh, well, unfortunately I got here this morning at 4 a.m. So and then I you have, got right up to speak. So I got right up to speak. What do you hear about the city? What I've heard about, well, um, not so much yet. Um, so actually, uh, I have a couple of hours uh, today and I want to go into the city and get to know it much better. Because that's the nice thing about being able to uh, be at conferences, you also get to know the city. Absolutely. By the way, real quick, uh, I gave you short shrift on that. This was, there was an announcement today. Yes. You and your colleagues talk about that? Yes, absolutely. So what we uh, just discussed now, um, the importance of humans in conversations, obviously, but also if you enter uh, automation, robots, that human connection becomes ever more important. So what we uh, did at KLM, uh, what we felt is that if we, are, if we have a presence on Amazon Alexa, if you can speak with KLM on an Alexa or via your Google Home, it sounded extremely robotic and the human part was completely out of the conversation. So what we announced today is that we will be developing the KLM voice. The what? The KLM voice, the, K the voice of KLM with our employees. So uh, 20 KLM employees are recording their voice. They are service experts, so they are in our customer service organization. They know what's important in having a good conversation between a traveler and an airline and how to help our passengers the best. And they become the voice of KLM. That's interesting. On a lot of love, just one other example of how voice is changing our lives and particularly the way we interact uh, with companies that serve us every day. Real quick, before I let you out of here. I asked the question, the future of voice, you say? Personal. It's one thing to guess at an intention. It's another thing to know me and my preferences and the things that I like, because we don't always say what we intend. And I think as we go more and more into the future, it'll be that. It'll be, I come home, it's been a rough day, and I say, turn on the lights, but they're not normal lights. They're cool. It's like, I grew up in Jersey Shore. It's ocean lights. It's, it makes me feel like I'm on the beach and it's playing some rolling waves, right? It's about making it personal and understanding. That's so interesting. Where'd you grow up in Jersey Shore? Tom's River. 
Tom's yeah, River. Just right where the Stewarts is, right before the bridge for Seaside Heights. So you know what it is? Tom's River is famous for winning the Little League World yep. Series and having David Itzbitsky as the <laughs> as the evangelist. Way people there. from there. Than I'm there. just saying. That's two big deals. The future of voice. Uh, ubiquitous. You know, right now we're accessing voice maybe in our kitchens, in our living rooms, in our bedrooms, uh, in our cars. But uh, it will become more ubiquitous way that we access information. And Some, sorry for interrupting. I've got a minute and a half left. Someone says, I'm a little nervous about, about that. Pete's using the term ubiquitous. Yes. My God, all over, everywhere, big brother. Well, you're at work, for example, and you need reports. Well, now you can just ask for reports. I need, I need to know the sales data as of noon today. That's a lot faster than going to a computer, clicking, looking at, you know, trying to pull down a report, an Excel file, open it up, look at the, there's so many things that we do that are so, you know, manual that voice is going to make it easier for us to work, live, and play. It's going to become more ubiquitous. And any new technology, there is the fear factor about privacy, about all these things. We end up getting over them. By the way, a real quick point on that. Uh, As part of the series of interviews that we're doing, we're doing a, an in-depth interview with a lawyer who specializes in issues of privacy, confidentiality, right? So Pete just mentioned that whole question of confidentiality. How do I know that my information, my financial information, my personal information is being protected? We are, in fact, going to be examining that with a lawyer who specializes in that area. One minute left on Think Tank. Let me ask you, Martine, the future of voice technology is? I'd say better listening. So speaking less, listening better. Uh, voice will have, has the potential to make things much more frictionless. It becomes much easier to communicate with each other, to communicate with businesses. It will take away a lot of unnecessary steps in a lot of processes that make life actually very complex. Voice has the potential to make it much simpler. And by that, we will have a much better conversation. And the human component does not get taken out of this, right, David? Absolutely. It's at the center of it. At the center of it. I'll tell you what. I've been looking forward to this conversation. We've been talking to the folks at NGIT for a long time about this. And we knew when we heard you were coming, we thought, let's do this. This is a different conversation than than we had last year. It's more advanced. There are more challenges, more issues, more opportunities more areas for us to cover. It's exactly why we created Think Tank, and I can't imagine a more distinguished, thoughtful, and compelling panel than this one here at the Voice Summit, the second one. Thank you all. We appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for Happy having us. Happy to be here. I'm Steve Adubato. This has been um, Think Tank from the campus of NGIT at the Voice Summit. But as we always say this, even when it comes to voice, we uh, have the conversation here at uh, Think Tank, but the most important thing is that you, that you think for yourself. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.